Welcome to State of the Industry, a special podcast separate from the usual Ticks podcast schedule. Here, Neil Jarrett and myself, Greg Giddens, discuss what's happened over the last year in the video games industry and talk about what we think will happen in the next year. We hope you enjoy the show. First of all, uh, for uh, for everyone, you should tell us why uh, you were late to the recording. Ah, uh, well, um, you, you, I was quite sweet by your uh, your response to my text, Greg, when I said that I was going to be a bit late for, for tonight. Um, I had to take, well, I didn't have to. Uh, I took my nan Christmas food shopping. Um, so she, I took it. I actually drove her, pick her up, took her around uh, Morrison's. So she could do a Christmas shop, uh, took her to the uh, the cafe, bought her a dinner, and then uh, took her around because it got like all the kind of clothes and stuff like that, thing like that. Took her actual kind of Christmas shopping to see if I could find because buying gifts for people is so hard when they're especially when they're like over fifty because they've got everything, and my nan has got everything. Like she's got more slippers than you know people have got bloody bricks on on outside their house. Like, she's really, really difficult. So, yeah, I took my sweet old nan. Um, she's 84. So I took her uh, I took, her, I took her shopping. So I, I do apologise for being late, Greg. Yeah, it was for yeah. good reason. Not, not a bad excuse. Aww. No, not a bad excuse. I Normally I have to be very punctual for these types of things with you, Greg. But uh, I, I, there's no way I could get out of it tonight, unfortunately. But I'm here. I'm here and I'm yours <laughs> all night. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Right. Let's, uh, let's pick a topic. So, okay. What are some of your uh, game highlights from this year? Like your essentially games of the year candidates. Yeah. Um. Oh God, difficult, difficult. I've been. I think games that I've been playing and I've been playing a lot of. Um. I think I've only been playing probably about two or three. Probably about two or three that I've been constantly going back to. Um, what's the, I I was let me have a quick scan over to my pile. Right, I think for me, one of the biggest games for me this uh, this year that I've really enjoyed was Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I've put far too much time into that, collecting mugs, collecting all the collectibles. Have you played it, Greg? No, and I really must. Oh. Everybody keeps telling me it's great, and I what a I was gonna get it. And then I heard about, you know, the Frozen Wilds. Yes. And so I am waiting for the complete package. Yes. Which I believe is out either now or imminently. It'll be imminently. They've, they've timed it really well. Because the game came out in, like, February, March. It came out quite early in the year. And usually with AAA titles like, you know, the season passes, etc., etc., the, the DLC kind of drops within a month or so because people have, you know, played it to death. Um, but they've, I think they quite cleverly left it for quite a long time towards the end of the year where game of the year decisions are being made to release this expansion to remind people that it's still there and, and that it came out this year. But it, it's a, it's a really good game, Greg. It's a really, it, I, what I liked about it, I mean, the thing is, is the, the gameplay, the mechanics, you know, how you, you know, using the bow, using the kind of different kind of, um, 
future but archaic kind of weapons is is it's been done before it's not you know it's i mean tomb raider it, it, it kind of re- reignited the kind of the cross uh, the um bow and arrow kind of combat what i really liked about it was the lore and the actual story behind it because it's not something that um that i've ever come across before that's done so well do you know what i mean it's i mean, there's probably loads of stuff out there that i'm just un- 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 unaware of but the, the story is really, really engaging, and most of the time, and I'm sure you'll agree, when you're playing a game, you may start doing all the kind of, you know, reading all the data pads and listening to audio recordings and stuff. And you start doing it, but you either soon get bored, or you just think, well, is it, if it's not a, an achievement or a trophy based on this, then I'm not going to bother. But I find myself actually reading all the kind of additional notes and things to, to the game. Just because it was, it really did kind of underpin a lot of the uh, this great kind of history. This what they were piecing together. Um, I can't recommend it enough, Greg. Well, what I can do if you decide if you don't, if they don't do it all in one package, let me know and I'll send you my copy uh, down to you. You can you can borrow that for a couple of months. It's definitely worth playing. Um, I, w- I would highly recommend it. I think it took a it um, took the kind of forefront uh, definitely in a lot of things I've been playing. <laughs> I think um, another game that jumps out to me that I've played a lot this year. I've played um, quite. I, I did. I said I wasn't going to buy it. Then I got talked into it because I said I wasn't going to buy it because I I bought the first one and bought all the season pass for the first one, and and I felt very deflated, and I just kind of like this. Actually, I spent a lot of money on this in the first game. I don't want to do this again because I'll I'll get sucked in. But I've played a lot of Destiny Two. Right. Have you have you played any of the uh, of the like, this, the one that from this yeah I've, I've played quite a lot of Destiny two you know got got to the ah. end game content uh, you know can't can't do yeah. the fucking raid because it's fucking hard <laughs> yeah it's, it's difficult but the thing this is the thing with um, Destiny one I the, I played I played occasionally with friends but majority I'd say a good eighty percent of how I played that game was I was on my own um, and I've played this game for probably a good 50, 60, 70 hours. Um, I've done, like I say, I've done the, uh, got to the end game content. I'm kind of grinding my way up to uh, 305, which is the current kind of level cap. But again, I'm on my own. There's not, there's not that many people that aren't already in kind of, in kind of fire teams that are, are doing things like the raid and strikes and things like that. I have attempted the, uh, the raid on two occasions with people. Um, yeah, it's fucking solid. Really, really hard. And I, it probably didn't help that the last time I did it, I I wasn't meant to be playing, and I'd probably had one or two drinks too many, and, and it's, it's definitely not the type of thing you should be doing when you've had five or six pints. <laughs> because into instructions, people telling you... I, don't, I can't remember the actual kind of... Um, the title of where we were, but it was a puzzle where you've got the outer circle, and you have to... People have to n- uh, name... The squares and you have to they have to shoot the squares and you have to jump through them. Yeah. In order in order. Oh, that is hard when God, you've had a couple yeah. when you've had a when you've had a couple of pints, it's fucking right hard. Um That's hard I, even when you're sober, just trying to communicate with your team. Yeah. And it only takes one more on to completely throw you off. It's true. And it's I mean that's the, that's the point of the raise, isn't it? It's it's about that fire team, that communication and that kind of working together. But 
on a, a eleven o'clock on a Friday night when you know that the end, you know, to get to, to to get anywhere near the end of the raid, you've got another five six hours of this shit to keep on. It's it's a big it's a big ask. But um, I've not I've, I've kind of I played a lot of it and I really enjoyed it. And at the time, I was kind of like, "Yep, yeah, the story's better." Kind of, kind of get what's happening more. It's not everything's not hidden in kind of because it was the uh, the Grindelwald cards or whatever they were called from the first game. We get to go online to kind of read what the story was about and what have you. It seemed a lot more accessible, and like the whole, the whole kind of the um, the shops and things like that, the tokens that you could cash in and stuff like that, just seemed a lot more straightforward compared to you know the kind of what you had to break down and what have you from the first game. Um, but I've kind of I did, I'm with the DLC coming, the expansion coming out in like a couple of weeks' time. I'm unless I get really like bullied into it, I think I'm going to give that a miss. Are you are you tempted, Greg? Are you, are you did you have a regular kind of team that you used to play with? Yeah, semi-regular. I did, you know, my fair amount on my own, like yourself, just grinding your way up there. Mm. But once I was, I think, uh, 270, then I started doing a lot more multiplayer with a couple of people from Tix. Right. And we would semi-regularly meet up and attempt the raid or do some Crucible or even just, like, do a bunch of the fire strikes and all the yeah. like dailies and shit like that, and I had more fun playing with people. It was just a shame that you know couldn't rely on people always you know being available to play. Yeah. Uh, then the raid was it's really difficult, and it, once someone gets too annoyed to where they're on the verge of rage quitting, then you kind of can't really push forward. No, exactly. You're kind of caught then, aren't you? Because I did with the first one. I never actually did did any of the raids. Didn't do Vault of Glass. Didn't do any of it. Um, so I think after I attempted the the Lithium or whatever it's called, the um, um, uh, from this one, I've attempted that more times. Spent more times trying to do it. But it is in in comparison. Have you did you do any of the raids from the first game, Greg? Because I, I just want to know whether it's whether it's harder. I can't remember doing any raids in the first game. Ah. So I played it pretty regularly for maybe the first two weeks at launch and then completely lost interest. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't recall attempting a raid. And if I did, I would have been led through it by someone like Disco Beaver. Yeah, oh there you go then. Expert. He was actually in the um in the um game when I was was we trying to do the circular uh, puzzle, oh, uh, yeah. and he, he he can he can do stuff like that on his standing on his head. He's fantastic <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> he was very good with uh, with the first one. Yeah, I remember because he, he just takes his time and kind of really explains it to you properly and things like that. So it's, it was good. No, so De- Destiny's been a kind of like a, a a peak for me, but it's been like a kind of uh, a peak that I looking at it, I just don't want to get drawn into the rest of it because I, I can. The form, the formula of uh, of Destiny, you know, that the the grind and and what they do and how they feed you kind of content and stuff like that has become very transparent for me. Now I've finally kind of taken a bit more of a bird's eye view on it and actually kind of think, yeah, no, I don't want to get pulled into this too much. Um, so yeah, I think it's for me. Is it? Do you want to jump in with one, Greg? Have you got a particular highlight? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, hit me, hit me like with like with you and Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, near the beginning of the year came Resident Evil 7. 
Oh, yes. And I oh, I loved it so much. Did you? Did you? I, yeah, that's awesome. I always enjoy Resident Evils, even the so-called bad ones. Was it I six? still love. Was it six like, meant, to be, meant to be terrible? Yeah, six. Everybody seemed to hate it. I've played through six so many goddamn times. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Not only on the 360 when it came out, but when they re-released it on the Xbox One, I played through it again multiple times oh. with different people just because I love it. I think it's the campy like weirdness of it all. That's the thing. It's just fantastic. That's the thing. There is certain people don't get on with something, and you know, but some people, you know, get on with them completely. So, um, did you? So you did you play it? Obviously, you didn't VR it, did you, Greg? No, I didn't. I picked it up on the one, ah, and uh, loved it. It was terrific. It's a lot more serious, a lot more scary. Mm. Visuals are just like next level shit. And everybody told me the VR version was absolutely superb. And one day I'm going to give that a go. I was going to pick it up during the um, Black Friday sales. Ah, yes. Uh, but I didn't in the end. I ended up picking up a bunch of other VR titles. Ah. Because I, I've already played Res 7, so I can wait for it to come down a little bit more in price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I've already bought it once with all the DLC on the one. So, I'm, I'm not feeling the need to, to pay yeah, for it again exactly. I mean, just yet. That's terrible. Did you? How did you do achievement wise? Then did you? Did you kind of make it a mission to try and get as much as possible? I did uh, at first, and I was well on track to getting all of them. Ooh. And I only had a handful left to get. Um, Completing it, I think, on the hardest difficulty was one. I don't know if I did that one or not. There was another one to complete it within three hours or four hours. Really? And I, I missed it by, like, five fucking minutes. Oh. Um, I'll go back one day, but because it's been a bit of time now, it's going to take me longer because I can't remember where everything is. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I've seen a couple of... I've watched a couple of playthroughs. I'm not a horror game person. I... I'm I'm not a horror movie person if I'm quite honest. I I don't like gore, but like horror games, that that sense of dread would just I'd have a, I'd I'd be I'm pri- I'm primed up to have a heart attack. Like I will definitely die if I do if I do any game like that whatsoever. But I did have watched a couple of playthroughs of people playing it, and man, that is one scary ass game. That that the main guy, the, the the kind of the head of the family guy, kind of thing. He just Oh, smashing through walls and stuff like that. I Oh, Greg, it's a wonder you didn't pull, like, scream and stuff. The first half of that game is so good for scares. Oh. It's, it's terrific. And it's the kind of thing, and, and it did at the time, where it was all over YouTube. Because anyone who's slightly uneased by that kind of horror in a game was filmed playing this of course. game and just terrified, uh, which was fantastic. Yeah, And it's good to see Resident Evil come back to being a horror title because it moved into action. Yes. And now it's it's kind of ditched all that campy action stuff, although the action does ramp up a bit in the second half. And it's gone back to horror and it works so well. Oh. I was, I was good at that though because I think that you, cause I think they've probably been on a bandwagon for a little while, and 
I think um, they've probably seen the success of like games like Outlast and and uh, a couple of the you know the other ones. But what was it? Until Dawn was on the PlayStation as well. You know that those types of multiple choice kind of horror games. They, they, they all did quite well. So I think yeah, it's good to see them do that. Do you think? Um, I mean, how long has it been between six and seven? It was a couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, a couple of years. Uh, they did Revelations too in That's between. Right. Uh, episodic and I enjoyed that but it was very much you know old fashioned mm. uh, <laughs> old fashioned campy not old fashioned horror so in this in 7 is it the same so do there any kind of similar puzzles like there was in like the first 2 or 3 where you, you're placing keys into into paintings and stuff like that That t- I always just remember that just from being a kid and just being really quite confused and having to work actually having to play with my older brother who could kind of understood it a lot more is it is it got that same kind of puzzle element, or is it is it more of a kind of say a bit more linear? It does have some puzzles, but it is fairly linear. There's keys to find, and you know certain keys fit certain doors, and uh, like there's a crow key and things ah. like that, which is very reminiscent of the first yeah. game. But the other puzzles are pretty unique for Resident Evil, especially mm. some like shadow. Uh, puzzles which are pretty clever cool oh and um but it, but it's linear enough so that once once you reach somewhere you, you need to get to it's it's fairly simple to find what you need to get there yeah but of course the more you look around the more likely it is you'll run into a family member that wants to you know oh. kill you i just remember seeing one bit do you lose do you lose your arm quite early in the game that's this one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. I'm not. We don't want to go into too much of a spoiler territory, but yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was just like, "Fucking hell!" It's like it's just the oh, it it's, it kind of reminds you know that kind of um, when you watch something or you play something, and it kind of it really grinds inside. You kind of like you really feel what's going. It's like um, when uh, GTA Five first came out and the Trevor torture scene. It was quite controversial. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, like obviously, you know, where you actually kind of you physically. You, felt it inside like you're like oh my god that's disgusting and i remember seeing that i mean when the guy then when the main character loses his arm and it's just like bloody hell this is graphic and really kind of gr- gritty and crunching and oh terrible but i mean you, i'm yeah. glad that you liked it Greg. It's, it's, you know it's good that's good news i'm very intrigued to see what they do next because with this graphics engine they what they could do is reintroduce zombies and with those kind of visuals and with that first person yeah. perspective, it could be really good. Yeah. It could be like as the revival to zombie horror games that you were uh, that yeah. you're craving, or that I'm yeah, craving exactly. at least. But a couple of years back, they said they were remaking Resident Evil 2. And then they went quiet, and they haven't said a thing ah. for a few years now. And so I'm wondering if perhaps that's either the plan or whether or not they they're going to make Resident Evil 8 and it's going to be zombies and it's going to be similar yeah. to 2 but they're carrying on with the series I really I th- don't know but I can't wait to see I what think they it really makes because it's been a success hasn't it number 7 it's been a financial success for them and I think it's kind of like you said it's reinstated you know going back to the reason reinstated the as a good franchise again after as after yeah. probably yeah, losing people in definitely. like um in 6 but um, I think they'll, you know, I think 
video game publishers and things like that now, then they're, they're savvy enough to know that once they've got something good, and they'll stick to that formula. So I think it'll be if they're using that same engine that the whole like say about zombies. I think it makes sense to kind of go down that way. Probably just make a bit more sense. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, I think another game that I've was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed this year. Um, I think um, let's have a quick look at because I, I, I get confused. I forget what even came out this year. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know what you know what's going on. I think I think we've got two more games that uh, that really stuck out for me. Um, uh, but one of them's a PlayStation, and one of them I've been playing on the uh, on the Xbox. Um, I really I really enjoyed Yakuza Zero. Oh yeah. And, but I've never played a Yakuza game before, and I, for some reason, this being a kind of like a prequel uh, to the, kind of the story, because I think they're, they're releasing six this year. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I I thought you know what? I, yeah, I, there was a bit of a lull. There was nothing coming. There was, nothing came out at the time, um, and I really enjoyed that. And again, that was much, very much a kind of because it's obviously you you know you've probably played them previously before but I, I was quite surprised on how it being an open world game and kind of like a bit of a uh, kind of like a beat em up in bits about how intricate the kind of story was as well so I really enjoyed the depth of um, some of the, the kind of the main story but then obviously how they really kind of feed in some very good side quests as well and of course it gets ridiculously over the top in, the, in particular places as well which is quite fun to play um, I, don't, I don't suppose you played that at all this year Greg? Not zero no i Played uh, many of the older ones. Have you? And they, so... I'd very much like to play Zero because it looks like it. It kind of gets everything right. Mm. I think they've kind of what they've done. It. I think they've purposefully or not. I think from what I've heard and what I've kind of seen from reviews is that they've they've pieced a lot of what happened between one and five. Kind of you know the you know the good stuff. And they've pieced it all together in kind of like a be, like a best of. You know, compilation kind of things, and it does it does come across that way, but um, you just don't know with the story like what's going to happen next, and also the cutscenes are so long, ridiculously yeah. long, with lots of lots of like you know talking forever. So um, you do feel you've got to really put some. You can't just put that in for half an hour while you're waiting for your buddy, you know, your bath run or whatever. You've got to sink some actual time, proper time into that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was that was another one for me. And I think the only other one that I mean, I've got a couple of games that I'm yet to play, um, and that I've had for a little while. So I'm looking, for, I'm really looking forward to playing Prey. Oh yeah, um, because that's definitely the, the kind of that's the verge of horror game that I kind of like. You know, that kind of suspenseful, what's around the corner kind of thing. But nothing that's too realistic that I actually feel like he's going to follow me into my dreams and kill me when I'm asleep. <laughs> um, so I'm, I really want to get. Look, I want to play that. But and I've, wanted, I've got uh, Assassin's Creed Orange as well, which I'm hearing really good things about. But the game that I'm halfway through at the moment that I'm absolutely loving and has to be a contender for like um, game of the year is uh, Wolfenstein Two. Oh yeah. Oh my God, Greg, have you played it? No, everybody tells me it's great. Um, oh, I love my... I love the previous ones. Uh, so yeah, I've got to get it. It is just I mean I'm I think I'm about I'm, when I say I'm halfway through, I'm probably three or four levels in. Uh, and oh 
by universe. It's it is really good, Greg. It's it takes everything from uh, uh, the uh, the new order uh, and the old blood. You know the kind of the um, semi expansion kind of prequel. Uh, it takes all that and just chucks it out the window because it's just you're saying they've got the same crazy mechanic shooting really just over the top shooting then the sound of the guns the shotguns is just if you've got headphones on and you've got them too too loud it is deafening but the soundtrack and stuff like that it just really kind of gets underneath and crescendos underneath it but some of the things that happens in the story are just like you, you, you you're actually does just drop like they're not <laughs> afraid of t- they're not afraid of telling a very and, and really kind of in dark story in places but the visuals and stuff, Greg, it really pulls you in. It's a beautiful game, um, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it so far. And I'm gutted there's not an official soundtrack to buy because I'd buy it in a heartbeat. It is, it's just as, just as like have you got those heavy rock bits that you know from the kind of the, from the New Order, you know, where you really kind of you know that the action's starting when it's gone into really heavy rock, but then it's got some actual kind of really melodic bits as well. Like, oh, it's it's fantastic, Greg. You have to play it. You definitely have to play it, and especially if you've got like if you've got to get it on your on your Xbox One X as well, with the kind of ad, ad, enhanced visuals and what have you, it'll blow your mind definitely. Anything else on your list? Any anything else that you stuck out for you? I know mean, you've only meant, you've mentioned, and it, actually, I know one one of the because we mentioned this when we spoke last week. I know one of your highlights. I know what it's, I know what's coming because yeah. you, you talked to me. For at least twenty minutes about this game last week when we briefly spoke, so I, I suppose you could leave that till later. But have you got any? Have you got anything else that was for you this year? Yeah, good. I got a couple that uh, grabbed my attention. Um, I didn't play it at launch. Um, I think I don't know what I was doing instead, but I didn't play it at launch. And then a few months went by, and I just wasn't interested in in picking it up for a while. And this is Halo Wars Two. Oh yeah. And then it was on sale, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll get it, because I, I'm sure I'll love it, because I love mm. real-time strategy, and, you know, I love Halo, so this will probably work for me. And I'd forgotten just how good real-time strategy is and how good the Halo lore is, and it all comes together so beautifully with oh. that game. And because it's cross-play and cross-buy, I, I could play it on uh, ah. PC. With a mouse and keyboard, which was fantastic. And I I blew through the campaign in, I think, two nights. And it was fantastic. I loved it. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. And since I played that, uh, I've been playing a hell of a lot more strategy games because it's reignited that love. So it's really good. It's it's such a great story, and it's so well told, and um, it's really put me in a good oh, mood good. for um, Halo again. I'm tempted by it, definitely. I think when I saw it, saw it was coming, because I, I, the only kind of real time strategy games I've played a couple of Command and Conquers, but very lightly. I mean, and that is very lightly. I've played a little bit of uh, Starcraft, very lightly, but I did always enjoy them. I always kind of like, I, I, yeah, I got the. The God Complex kind of felt... But when I saw this coming out, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely on my radar. It's still quite expensive at the moment, though, so I'm going to have to wait for it to come down below £20, unfortunately. Yeah, they um, released fairly recently a complete edition, so that's pushed the price up oh. a little bit more. 
but it will, it will come oh, down, there you go down eventually. And it, it's well worth it, especially oh. if you're into um, Halo lore and RTS games. Yeah, well, I do. I've, I've, um, I can remember when the uh, Master Chief uh, uh, collection came out for the Xbox One, and I can remember playing a couple of Halo games previously and kind of enjoying them. And kind of, we played four quite a bit, and I think we played a couple of five mm. together as well, didn't we? Um, but I never really knew the the actual kind of story, and I remember watching quite a few YouTube videos that would piece it, the actual all the story together and try and explain the story. Um, and I, yeah, I really enjoyed those. Really, really complex and really difficult in places, isn't it? I mean, it's really kind of you know, lots of things happen. Um, so how long, how long do you reckon the actual story, the story campaign is then? If you blasted it in two nights, it must have been like, what, 12 hours in yeah, total, do you think? Yeah, it was 8 to 12 hours easy. Um, and you can spend a lot more time just because, you know, there's the point where you're strong enough to take, you know, or fulfill whatever objective there is on the mission. But there's also secondary objectives and the fun of creating the biggest, baddest base and army you possibly can and just destroying yeah. everything that moves. <laughs> I, I would assume that there's an online element as well. Yeah, yeah, it's got some very interesting modes as well, which make it interesting. There's a blitz mode in particular, which uses, like, collectible cards. You can build a deck, which is your um, set of units you can then bring into battle. It's uh, it's very cool, very interesting. I <laughs> when I heard about it initially, I thought it was going to be slightly different to what it turned out to be, and and the version I came up with in my head, I think, is a better version. <laughs> so uh, so what what I'll do is I'll be keeping that to myself, and then one day I'll I'll actually make that game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't wait too long though, because I found when you've got those ideas, so, somebody. Not usually beats you to it. Oh, absolutely! And they, get there, they, they get there, and you and you've done it quite a yeah. few times every, with lots of different things. Yeah, every and idea, like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Every I thought this. <laughs> How has somebody stolen my thoughts? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it happens so fucking often. You know, you have this idea. Yeah, that is a really good um, piece of advice you've given there. Is to if you have an idea. Just do it. Do it as quickly as you it can. Is possible. Because someone well, else just, has had that idea, and if they beat you to it, then it's really demotivating. Exactly. I, like I was like, I I can remember like when I first started my job, and um, I was thinking like, there's so much, so many things that my company can do better. They could do this, 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 and this. Didn't tell anybody, obviously, because I was quite junior at the time. Yeah, and three, four years later, they, they started doing them. I could have been, I could have been fucking ceo by now i've got my, I've got my act together quicker but um no i, I going coming back to halo Wars, i'm uh, i'm gonna wait i'll i didn't realize that's probably why i've looked at it recently and thought this is still quite expensive i didn't realize it was a full kind of uh you know kind of game of the year edition or i'll i'll keep my, i'll keep an eye on that and i'll see what see what happens i'll see we'll get rid of a couple of games first but uh i'll jump into that yeah yeah when you do we'll um we'll hook up some multiplayer oh of course, yes. Oh well, I, I might, I might see if I can uh, buy it myself for Christmas or something. Then <laughs> I know uh, Dave's got it as well, and he he really enjoyed it, and uh, he was singing its praises. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up at some point. And then when I picked it up, 
contacted him and said, oh my God, you were so right. This is the greatest. <laughs> you just, nice. sometimes like someone's praising the game, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's good, but you know, you're really overselling it. I don't think it could possibly be as good as your uh, touting, but man alive, he was bang on the money. Oh, awesome. It's so good when people give you a good recommendation, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it, so, it, what it, I love like is he gave you this recommendation, he's talking about it for a couple of weeks, like near launch, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I basically parrot back everything he said to him several months down the line. He's like, you know what, I've heard all this before because I said it to you and you ignored <laughs> me. <laughs> it's so funny. People just do that, don't they? When they yeah, get they excited do. about something, it doesn't matter what you've told them, they'll parrot it back. <laughs> yeah, claim it as a ruin, the buggers. <laughs> What else is there stood out for you this year then, Greg? Um, a couple of, of very quick ones. Um, Injustice 2, have you played that? Um, I'm not sure. No, I haven't played that. No, sorry, it took me a while to realise what game you're talking about. I haven't. Um, oh, I don't know why, but I should do because I loved, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. I yeah, really I, did. Oh, man. I picked so, it up when it was, it was on sale and I picked it up and played it. And I love the first one. I really like DC. So I was I was looking forward to, you know, beating up some more DC characters, seeing what the story was all about. Mm. But it was so much better than I thought it would be. Not only is it a great story, but the facial animation is out of this world. Really? It looks superb. It might be the best oh. I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's amazing. I, I just... Uh, wow. You've got to see it. It's ridiculous. Oh, this, this, this is a... This is probably the reason why I probably should, I shouldn't been looking forward to this recording so much because I know you could talk about games that I haven't bloody played and gave me that twitch. Um, so the because <laughs> um, that's the thing is, is that they do do the story, the fighting stories well. Um, I think they kind of missed the mark a little bit because um, this is the same studio that does Mortal Kombat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, then Never Realms. Um, I think they missed it. With the story was a bit shite in Mortal Kombat 10 um it was what you, oh, which one's 10 that was that, that was, that was the <laughs> Is last that the latest one that was the latest one the one that oh they, yeah yeah the one they would kind of like we uh, redid the they came back uh, with nine I think it was that came out like four or five years ago that was a sensational story that's uh, right yeah um, it, it kind of yeah. Covered, yeah it covered the first two or three games kind of thing uh, yeah, the original fucking amazing yeah I love nine uh, but ten just just went off the boil for me, and I, I'm glad to hear that you've enjoyed you've enjoyed what they've done with Injustice Two because um, a, a good return to form because cause nine was just awesome. Just the, yeah, you know, just what they did and how they interwove everything together was was fantastic. Sorry, that's <laughs> that's me playing Wolfenstein, getting the German out of me. So, what else has been uh, been tickling your um, your privates this year, then, Greg? Uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Oh my God! And this is what you said. You could make more to buy this now as well, aren't you? How, well, come on, tell me all about it. I was very surprised at how good this was. I was very intrigued because it goes back to World War Two, and uh, I haven't played a World War Two shooter for a while, and I'm I've got an itch for it. 
and they handle it really well, starting with the uh, Normandy landing, mm-hmm. Omaha Beach. It's uh, it's really cool to see that uh, with like these kind of visuals, something else. Mm. But also, it's got a very very good story about this group of friends and comrades. And uh, and their like story as they're they're fighting in the war, and that's very cool. Especially the arc for their sergeant, which is is really good to see. It just it builds all the right kind of emotions. But also, fucking hell, is that a good looking game? Like phenomenal. It's incredible. I don't know how they've. Got those kind of visuals. I mean, I, I've only seen it running on the Xbox One X, so 4K and, you know, in all its splendor. And Jesus, it's so good looking. Oh man, see, that's the thing though. But it's also, it's a very good game. It's Call of Duty back on track. Oh, good. Good. I think um, the last Call of Duty game I enjoyed was probably about four or five years ago. I think it's probably I'm, I think everybody knows what I'm going to say because I think it's everybody's favourite. It was Black Ops 2 I think was the last one I really enjoyed um, just because the story was very good but oh, it's good to, good to hear that they've, they've kind of hit this hit it properly because there's a lot of, obviously there's, there's hype every single year about Call of Duty games isn't there? It's, the, it's, a, it's a staple of the calendar and um, yeah. and it was kind of it was good to know that they've not, they've not cocked it up What's something I've always enjoyed um, since they've been doing it, especially the last few years where they've been very complex and interesting, are the zombie oh, yes. in each of the uh, new releases. And this one is also very good, but it's uh, uh, there's two ways to, to play it, and one of them is a lot more linear and simple, which is good because some of the older ones are so batshit crazy. <laughs> You need someone else to figure it out for you yeah. before you can even attempt to do to do it. And and this one, it's a bit easier. Um, but then there is a batshit crazy one as well, which, as far as I know, no one's solved oh, yet. Oh, right. Okay. Which is intriguing, although it's been a week, maybe two, since I've checked um, the usual players that solve those and mm-hmm. stick YouTube videos up and I bet someone if they haven't done it yet they're probably pretty well, close. That's interesting. I didn't even I've I've got it. I don't I can't remember the last kind of zombie mode I played. I, 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 I didn't enjoy it. I can remember that but I don't remember I can't remember which one it was. That's quite interesting that they've made it quite intricate and and prob, you know kind of problematic and what have you. You would have, you would have thought that them wanting to be a mainstream game they'd want to make it as accessible to everybody. You know, straight off the bat, but that's that's quite interesting, Greg. That's quite good. Yeah, they've they have taken it to an entirely new level, and it's remarkable that it's part of an already large multiplayer and single player offering, and not a separate game entirely, because it's it's complex and deep, and there's a hell of a lot to it. They could easily sell that as a separate oh, wow. product. So, do you think that? Because I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about it. Is there a season pass? Is there going to be some DLC for the entire game? And if so, do you think that's probably what they're going to focus it on? Uh, there is a season pass, and yeah, it uh, previously at least I haven't seen what's coming in this one. It's been new multiplayer maps and additional zombie oh, well, content. There you go. There you go. I've, I've, 
So, you know, it feeds into it and, and it makes it a better buy because if you're not into the multiplayer, then, but you're into the zombies, you're still getting, yeah. you know, content. Yeah. That's. So it, it's quite good and I don't feel as though it's as money grabbing as some companies. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Well, that's with quite it. good because I think the, the the two things that I have heard about uh, 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 the, this particular title was is that um, there is there is microtransactions in there, but they're not. An, it's not a uh, a cheating kind of like you know kind of pay to win kind of thing. But I've also heard that there's like a social area now as well. Is that where you kind of where you you kind of you hang out between matches? Is is that correct, Greg? That's right. Yeah, that's um, that was an interesting concept. And it works quite well, and there's some Easter eggs as well. Mm. So it works very similarly to the um, uh, like the hub in Destiny too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because that's 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 clever. I mean, I don't mind it when games take and cherry pick and look at what a good what a good another good game does and brings it into us if it works if it pulls if it actually kind of makes sense and stuff so that's that's good to hear it's more it's in, to hear it, yeah it's more interesting than you know your typical lobby yeah so it's, it's it was worth a try and it works pretty well oh see this is the thing again i think i'm speaking to you greg i'm going to have to start a rental uh, scheme up again and get some bloody games uh, sent out to me because I, I would like to play it and I would like <laughs> to play it. I mean, cause it, do you play? Do you play the multiplayer uh, often? No. Uh, at launch, they had to take off the dedicated servers because of oh. some bug, and it was all peer to peer, and it was fucking atrocious. There was so much oh. lag and bullshit, and it made me so angry that I stopped playing multiplayer <laughs> and just played single player and uh, zombies. See that's that's the thing with you, Greg. You only have to get so far. You you know you you do draw a line in the sand. You don't you don't forgive and forget very easily, do you? No, no. It, if a, if a game's done you wrong, then it's done you wrong. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. If bullshit persists, then yeah, fuck it. But it doesn't get the Greg love. I will go back to it and give it another go now that dedicated servers are back online. Oh. And hopefully, I won't get my ass absolutely handed to me again. Yeah, I think I played the open beta. In fact, I know I did of uh, of this one, and it, it was just the kind of the um, the online as as I remember. And it is good because it did it remind me one of the first games I ever bought when I first bought a three sixty, and somebody coerced me into kind of buying a three hundred and sixty was Call of Duty. Two or three, I can't remember now. Now I've started this story, um, but it would it, it was a very same thing, very clunky. One bullet in, one bullet out. That type of you know, while you're reloading and stuff. And uh, I got I kind of got that impression from 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 this one. So it kind of it was it did bring back some memories of some very late nights drinking white lightning cider, <laughs> talking shit on, talking shit online to Americans. Yeah, it reminded me when it was good. <laughs> Uh, when the lag wasn't so prominent, it did also remind me of Call of Duty 2, which was a launch game for the 360. That's the one I must be talking about then, because I remember playing that, and um, it was one of the, because like I say, it was, I was very kind of back into gaming, and it was I was still amazed that people, it, that people were glitching maps and what have you, oh, yeah. and there were people were like climbing walls that were impossible to get into, like bell towers to snipe from above that you couldn't you couldn't shoot into. So once they got up there and they kind of worked, you know, kind of glitched up the way up there, then they were basically the king of the map kind of thing. And it, I was just I was just fascinated by stuff like that. 
<laughs> do people still do that in multiplayer games? I'm sure they do, don't they? Oh, I'm sure they... absolutely, yeah. Um, oh, I've seen it recently and I can't recall what game it was, but yeah, if if there's anywhere that they can glitch through and shoot from, they'll yeah. do it. <laughs> I think the one I've seen uh, or heard about the most people doing it is uh, PUBG. People pitching like motherfuckers on the on PC, but PUBG, you, you know, impossible shots, shooting through the ground, that type of thing, one shot oh, kills. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's you know, a certain amount of cheating is just funny, but when it's actually in a game like that, you know, where you know it takes so long to actually play a match, and it's you don't really want to be screwed over by something like that. But oh well. Well, that sounds great, Greg. Thank you very much. I think I'll, uh, again, I'll add that to the, that's another bloody game to the list. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what else have you got? All right, let's 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 talk about it then. So, Dungeons 3. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I, I asked um, Dave, uh, editor-in-chief, if, uh, if he could request it for uh, review and I'll play it. I was uh, I was quite intrigued by it because this is the third time they've tried it and the other two just didn't quite work and no one's really been able to do a dungeon building game that's good since Dungeon Keeper 2. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, let's give it a go. I'm intrigued. I'm very much into um, strategy management games and yeah. You know, that's recently been reignited, so let's give this a go and see how it goes. And it's fucking excellent. <laughs> it's so great. The The dungeon building aspect is very similar to Dungeon Keeper. Right. So it ticks all the boxes there, but there's also on the overworld, it plays like a real-time strategy game. So it, it melds the two. There's management and dungeon building, and then there's a little bit of RTS action on top. Oh, like a sprinkling. And the the humour is very pop culture, fourth wall breaking, and it's pretty damn good. Uh. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, the narrator's good. The voices are mostly good. Sometimes it goes a bit too far. But for the most part, it kind of, they know their audience and mm. they're speaking their language and that works. You know, there's great references to things like Supernatural and Buffy. Oh, and, what? And uh, Dungeon Keeper and uh, uh, Warcraft, things like that. Oh, wow, so that's it, cool. it's, it's absolutely on point. So that is definitely the audience. And the fact that it's just stupid fun and I've spent... Well, there are 20 missions, and each one takes about 30 minutes to an hour, and I've easily spent over an hour on each one just because I wanted <laughs> to build a fuck-off great big dungeon. <laughs> uh, and then it gets worse. You saw it today. I saw you liked some of my achievements. I went back to it today, and I'm trying to do the uh, secondary challenges to get all the other achievements. Oh, and I, I must have played like four or five hours today. Just I stuck a podcast on and just like hit it. It was great. Oh man, that sounds awesome. It's so good when a when a game gets you and grabs you, and you just all. I I think I think most people that will be listening to this, and I think you know definitely you go when a, when a game has you thinking about it when you're not when you're not playing video games and you're thinking about a game and you're dreaming about a game and you you're looking up about you know kind of reading. 
all the additional bits about games, and it really grabs you. It's, there's no other feeling like it. Isn't you don't get this with any other medium whatsoever but, uh, at all. And this game has definitely got your knackers and advice, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, there, there's been two games this year that have done this, and and this is one of them. And I'll tell you about the other one in a moment. Okay, good. And yeah, the fact that I get I get so much fun over doing the same thing for twenty missions. Because, you know, once you've built one dungeon, you know, you've built them all. Because yeah. once you figure out figure out the best, like, layout, the best build order, and the best upgrades, mm. which takes, you know, like, half the game to fully suss. But once you've done that, then you just, you're just, like, it's repetitive. And yet, I, I, I love it. I'll build the same fucking dungeon a million times. It's fine. Yeah, but you know it's a kick-ass dungeon. How long did it take you to kind of with the learning curve for you? Then between kind of knowing you and starting the game and knowing right, this is what my dungeon. This has to be here, and you're you're using that same repetitive kind of layout and stuff. Was it was it quite quickly? Did you find it, or was it a kind of a trial and error kind of thing? It was a bit trial and error. I was surprised because I thought I'd figured it out quite early, within like two or three missions. But what I found as I continue going on is I'd have problems with with gold or or with mana, and I thought, well, why am I having these problems? What what have I messed up with my design that's that's causing this problem? Mm. And so I I fixed them eventually, and now I've got much better dungeons. I I usually have trouble with mana still because there's there's another element to to the mechanics where uh, I I keep throwing away, which is where you need a demon or several mm. generating mana in your dungeon, and I keep sending them out to fight battles instead. <laughs> but yeah, it's I was surprised how long it took to figure it all out and uh yeah even like the fundamentals like making gold there's a really good way that might take you most of the game to to figure out yeah that's so that you still kind of you know you you're kind of picking things up the more you play you're still learning something you're still kind of fine-tuning and tweaking that's really good because that still keeps you engaged. I mean, like you say, you were on it again for mopping up achievements today. Yeah, when I, when I, I was obviously doing what most people do when they're on the Xbox app. I was on the toilet, taking a crap at work, wasting time. And I was, when I saw that you, your last three achievements were all from Dungeon Three, I was like, "Yep, I know what he's doing. I know what he's up yeah. to." It was a, it was a good day. I've, I've made several hundred gamer score. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I, I, you, you always surpass me, anyway. I mean, I, I try and split my time between both consoles, both uh, the PlayStation and the Xbox. But you, you, I, I can never keep. I'm always like in the in the lowest six hundred, sixties. I can never get you know of like the people on my friends list and what have you. But yeah, you, uh, you yeah. definitely surpassed me. I thought I did alright. I I kind of. I had quite a few achievements pop for me last night from a game that I've not played for a little while. I placed it in, and they must have been stuck in the system or something like that because I got probably seven achievements all in one all in one go, and I'm still nowhere near your 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 monthly score for November. So well done, mate. <laughs> I did yeah. that the the other week um, for Gears of War four. For some reason, yep. same game. Yeah, I, I loaded it up, and then for about thirty minutes, it was pop, 
pop yeah <laughs> achievements it was great yeah well this is the thing is that i've i've i'm not I've, that that was the game i put it on for last night and i put it on for 20 minutes because i wanted to just uh because t- uh, i bought a, a new xbox so i wanted to test out the visuals so you know and i wanted to have a look at like you know the enhanced kind of uh capabilities and i've not played a lot of that game i've only played maybe three levels, three stages or something like that. Uh, and then something else came came out at the same time. Never really, I played a little bit of the multiplayer, but not not as much as I would normally have played. So I only got like the seven, but I, yeah, it was, it's exactly the same thing. I don't know what the hell's happened, but yeah, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's something you wanted to tell me because you, you sent me a text earlier yes. teasing you bought a new console. Yeah. So you actually you've bought the uh, Xbox One. I X. have, yeah. So um, I've had a, a, a year one Xbox One. Uh, uh, and he's, he's done me proud. I've never had any problems with it. And uh, I've, it's had loads of, you know, it's, been, it's had loads of bloody use. Um, but, God, Black Friday's a motherfucker, isn't it? You just, but oh, yeah. you're bombarded with things that you don't need, but you feel that you need them because they're cheap or they're cheaper. And I do, I do want to take a kind of step into kind of the next kind of level of, of gaming. I'm, I do want to upgrade all my stuff um, because uh, oh, I deserve it, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've decided. I I managed to uh, conv- convince myself. Um, that uh, I, I needed an Xbox One X, so um, yeah, I bought it. I, I got it. I got a really good deal. I'm not going to name the um, the uh, the retailer, but I got the just uh, the standard box. It wasn't Scorpio or anything like that. Standard box, and I got four games. So I got Assassin's Creed Origins. I got uh, Fallout Four. Um, I got Doom and Forza Seven for four hundred and forty nine pounds. Wow, that is a yeah. good deal. I just thought for Origins and for Motorsport on their own, like they're still at retail, still like thirty, forty, even in Black Friday. So I was like, yeah, I convinced myself. So I am. I've plugged. I only got it on um, Tuesday. I've played a little bit. I'm trying to get into it a little bit, but um, I'm still playing on a standard TV. I'm not. I won't be able to upgrade my TV until Christmas. Hopefully, the January sales will be kind to me, um, but. I I still I did a lot of research about you know kind of the the the, the kind of benefits you still get the kind of the better graphics you still you'll get and find and I I I can definitely tell the difference I can tell the difference between the two I'm playing Gears of War four last night I could see straight away I mean obviously not having four K not having HDR or anything like that but I could still see that it was better better just better quality sharper um, and so yeah I'm 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 really glad that I did do it. But yeah, just got a got a bloody good TV now. It's such a such, such <laughs> yeah. a bugger, isn't it? But um, it's such a such a small little sexy little machine. I love it. I think it's fantastic, um, and I think it's good. I mean, a lot of people have co- like complained that it's got the same interface as uh, as the one. I think people probably expected it to. I don't know, be different in some way. But why would you? It plays the same games. But I quite like it because I quite like what they've done in the kind of latest update. I like what they, like the um, the menu bar and things like that now. It's, I think it's quite sexy and it works really really quickly. And obviously being like the powerful console that it is, it's I've not had any lag whatsoever going from apps, going from games and stuff like that. It's, it's a beast. I love it. 
Did you? I, I got, yeah. you got yours day one. I, I would assume, Greg, didn't you? I did. I got the uh, Project Scorpio version as well, so it's uh, a little bit sexy. Oh, just because it's got a little bit. Of, I might, I might get a post-it note and just write Project Scorpio and stick it to front. It's the only thing that's really different, isn't it? It's just got a little bit. of got some typeface at the front. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think it's got a different textured uh, top as oh, well. All right then. Okay, maybe I can't. But. Other than that, it's it's exactly the I'm same. Not, I'm not going to put PVA glue down and some sand just to get a different texture on top, just to you know, spray it black. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Greg. The it comes. It's the controller as well has a Project Scorpio written on it as well, like the day one. Controllers. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember the day ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that's nice. So yeah, no, I've, I've stepped into into the um, into the new new things, and I and I am I'm I'm completely fascinated by the in, the enhancements and things like that, and I cannot wait to really kind of get into it and take it for all its advantages and things like that. I just wish, I mean, there's loads of it, like enhanced games and things like that. I just wish they do, yeah, which is great because I think that's the difference that I found with um what why I never got a a PS4 Pro when they came out like last year is because it is. They've never really kind of advertised what games, can, what games it was valid for, or what they could do. They never really, I, I never really kind of got that impression. But whereas Microsoft and Xbox, you really there's loads of games straight off the bat, and they're really good games as well. But I, I and because I think um, Fallout Four and Skyrim have both got um, patches that came out yesterday, which is great because I love both of those games dearly. Um, but if they did something like with GTA, Greg, imagine that, that'd be absolutely mint. Oh, yeah, if... Oh, imagine imagine, it would, imagine it. that, imagine those... Because like, we were playing the um, the races the other day, you know, last week, might be. imagine that, with, oh, enhanced to fuck, I think I'd get a chub on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be really nice if they mm. did it. And you, you never know, it's something they might do. Yeah, so yeah, no, I'm loving it, I'm loving the fact it is, and it's, it's kind of brought me back to my Xbox a little bit, because I kind of... I was going down a bit of a route where I was playing a lot of PlayStation games just because of just the, the variety of games and, and that's slightly better, it's like a bigger kind of power pack or what have you. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to get my teeth into Assassin's Creed Origins and what have you with all those massive draw distances and things like that. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Mm. So Greg, have you got one more one more game of highlight before we move on? Yeah, I'll I'll just mention I've been obsessed with Elite Dangerous oh. this year. I've just not been able to stop playing it. It's it's like an MMO to me because it essentially is because it, there's the uh, persistent online universe where you've got loads of other players. I mean, all other players. Mm. Um, so it is an MMO in that case, and there's so much to do. There's over three thousand gamer score to uh, pick up, and wow. only about a third of the way through that. And uh, I just love it. And I've really made a hell of a lot of progress this year. Ended up with a hell of a lot of really good ships. Um, I've travelled to the galactic core and back to the bubble and. <sighs> It's been terrific. It's, I've had a really good time with it this year, and all the new content has been really good as well. And I'm very much looking forward to all the stuff they plan to do next and continuing my space adventures. See, it's it's, it's, it's so one good. of those games that you see, you see, you look at, and you see videos for, and you see, you kind of hear bits of it before, and you think, "Yeah, I'd love that. That sounds great." But then you, uh, in the same voice or the same echo, you just like, 
it's quite a difficult game, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it, the actual kind of the mechanics of it, and actually being good at that game takes dedication, I would imagine. It does, especially at the beginning. You really need to make a, an effort to get past the first uh, few hours and get yourself a ship that doesn't explode when you look at it harshly. Yeah. yeah. And you could curse at it, and, uh, and it just, the wings there's, fall off. There's a hell of a lot to the game that opens up once you get bigger and better ships and a, a better frameshift drive, so you can travel the stars properly. And uh, there's you, a lot to figure out would, that's not really shown. Mm. But because it's designed that way, it's designed to be like this sandbox, this very realistic space sim. And mm. so, you know, it is... A, very much down to you to figure out what you want to do and because of that there's very little hand holding and there's very little direction so you need to go in and kind of figure out what you want to do and how to do it and then do it <laughs> yeah would it be, I mean my major concern would obviously be that, that ridiculous unguided learning curve is something that would um, that scares me off a little bit but I also think that there'd be people like people just like you, Greg, that have been put hundreds of hours into it. That because you've got that, like you say, that online element to it, that I'd just get, I'd, 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 man, I'd just finished to figure out how to take off. I'd come out of the the space station or whatever, and then I'd just get set upon by bullies. I by space. I bullies. know what you mean, um, but I'm amazed at how nice the community appears to be on the Xbox. And mm. on the PC, they're pretty good as well, but there are more jerks on the PC than the Xbox I found. And I, I got intercepted a few weeks back by another player, and they took out my shields and they wrecked my hole a bit. I bet you were swearing like a. I was nun. Like, yeah, it was it was a pain in the ass because I, I had I had a pretty good ship. And he had a much better ship. <laughs> and uh, he, he crippled me, and I was booking it. I was trying to um, get everything engaged so I could jump into um, hyperspace and, and fuck right off. And he had done enough damage to me where I, I just couldn't charge up my engines quick enough. And then he stops firing all of a sudden, and he just shoots me a message, um, only kidding, uh, and he salutes me. And then he jumps into hyperspace and leaves me to uh, fix myself up and uh, carry on with my oh. journey. And it was, it was like, oh, you're a jerk, but also that's kind of funny. <laughs> and yeah, it's something that you would do. That's to it. It's else. given me this story, and and it, it was kind of it was kind of cute, you know, especially the mm. salute, which is um, it's uh, an O and then a seven is the emoji for salute. Right, and, like, I see. all these different people keep like saluting me. I'm like, I'm putting these zero sevens, and before I knew what it was, I'm like, why? The, why is everyone saying zero seven? Why? What is it that I don't get? And then when I find yeah. out it's a salute, I'm like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, so it's it's a really cool game, and there's some really good communities. Um, a community I fly with occasionally called the Wolves of Jonai is ah. particularly good and that they don't engage in pvp so if you join with them 
they are only going to be fighting the environment. So you don't have yes. to worry about someone ganking you, which is great. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's what I want to look for. Yeah, and also you can play in uh, solo play where you won't be um, accosted by players at all. Can you switch from solo play to, you know, with your setup? With the, you know, or do you have to, once in solo play, you're there and that's your that's your universe? Uh, no, you can switch freely between open play, um, which is online, uh, solo play, mm. which is offline and on your own, and uh, like a private open play, which uh, uh. you could just set up. And, and that's, fa- that's fantastic. And invite friends and stuff like that, I assume. That's right, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, cool. On a side note, um, there's no, there's, there wasn't any alcohol in my house, Greg, so I've just come up with a concoction I've never had before. I've just had tonic water and tequila. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, and yeah, the first couple of sips were absolutely awful, but because I stole uh, off my honeymoon in our in our hotel... The uh, the mini bar was quite good, and they filled it up every night, uh, every morning. Uh, so I stole quite a lot of bottle, well, because I went to Mexico, I stole a lot of bottle, bottles of te- tequila. So they're actually coming in good juice. I've actually managed to find a couple in the uh, in the old uh, in the office. So, but <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it tastes like it tasted like crap to start off with, but I'm, I'm actually getting into it now. Any worms in the bottom of your tequila? Oh no, no, I cannot do that. That is just gross. <laughs> Isn't it? That's cut. No, I'm not. I will not have anything foreign in my drinks apart from the occasional glass of cherry if I get feeling a bit posh. <laughs> but uh, no, it's not. So was that was that your final one or was that a prelude? Um, I I think that's going to be the final game. Okay. I, I, as such, I think instead we should, we should talk about some other things, perhaps some hardwarey things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So I'd like to talk uh, briefly about this whole Xbox One X and PlayStation 4 Pro kind of mm-hmm. like ecosystem we have now. Mm-hmm. Because that's new. We've never had this kind of jazz when it comes to console games. I know, isn't it? It's quite it's it's quite ref- I mean it's could have be, could be seen when we were kind of hearing about this kind of halfway iteration to be quite a scary prospect. Because you could just, I think most people got very fearful that it was just a uh, a, a, cost, um, a money thing to squeeze as much more money out of us. But actually, it's it's more than that. It's not just about get that mid generation kind of not getting that next kind of phone kind of upgrade. It's it's, it's actually quite a lot more than that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the the Xbox One X in particular, the jump is so big. It yeah. it could have been a new generation of console. Well, this it it feels. I mean, like I say, I mean, with my very limited experience with you know the two or three days that I've had the uh, the new console, I completely agree with you because it what the sheer power of what it can do and how quick it is and how how silent it is that blew me away first and foremost when I, when, I, when I turned it on and it made no noise whatsoever. Like yeah, there's no, yeah. there was no whirring, there was nothing whatsoever. But yeah, it feels like it could be the next Xbox. I think the only thing that I'm 
disappointed one uh, with it is it's probably um, and I think I can see why they've done it is the the name it's a mouthful <laughs> do you know what I mean rather than call it the Xbox X or something like that I can see why they've kept the one because they don't want it to be seen as being the next generation of console like a brand new one they wanted to keep you know, in the family whatsoever but it's, it's a bloody mouthful it is a little bit yeah mm. um and what the hell are they going to call the next one? Well, this is it. It's got to be shorter, surely. Yeah. It's got to be, you know, Xbox Red or, you know, do something that is just a bit more kind of roll off the tongue. But, yeah, no, I, like I say, with my limited time that I've played, uh, had it, it is leaps and bounds a better console, just in its, its, in its, um, in its form. The way that it, you know, the way that you know, the kind of what you can do for you and things like that, in comparison to the Xbox One, the standard. Uh, I never went for an NS. I, I didn't have the kind of the uh, the slim version or the standard or whichever, whatever they kind of they the wanted to abbreviate it to. Um, I because I, I didn't need one. Um, didn't yeah. really. You know, never really. You know, for what it could do, I didn't really feel like I needed to to go to it. And I think that's what helped me justify my purchase of the X, because I felt like well, I didn't. I never. I didn't spend. You know, three hundred and fifty quid or three hundred pounds on uh, an S when they, when they were coming through. So, for me, I have really, I have very much jumped from, you know, a five year old console, four or five year old console, to what is essentially a console that I hope to have for another five or six years easily, uh, performing as well as it can, can be. But I, I, I think it's a, it's. A, it's different. It's like I mentioned, kind of alluded to earlier when I was talking about, you know, kind of uh, when we in the last section. It feels like a completely different thing. Whereas the Pro, I don't feel that. I don't feel that I need that as much. Even though there is some game titles that you know that are PlayStation um, first parties that really you know would look awesome in 4K. I don't know what it is. I think it's because it just feels like it's just a, a boost switch. It's not really doing anything else differently, you know. I'm not getting a a 4K uh, Blu-ray player. I'm not being able to, you know, kind of do the kind of things that you can do with the X. It doesn't feel like I'm getting much more. I kind of feel like I, I unless my PlayStation's on its way out and it's dying, then I wouldn't even. I don't think I'd consider getting a Pro. Yeah, um, and I think you're right. It is more of. A boost. It was absolutely a step up from the PlayStation Four um, vanilla unit, mm. uh, but it's nowhere near as powerful as the Xbox One X. However, saying that, when compared side by side with you know like for like games, they look identical on both the Pro and the X. Um, mm. Because even though the X is native 4K and the Pro is using checkerboard to kind of fake 4K, yeah, it doesn't look any different uh, when it comes to really you know the the real thing. When you're looking at it, it it, it's, it looks the same. And performance wise, the Pro is keeping up with the X right now as well. So you know if if you're looking for 4K gaming. Either one will do the trick for you. Yeah, it's, but I, that's it's just, pretty good. That's just, that's just down to the fact is that the games that are out at the moment or that are co- compatible for that, that you know they've been around for a little while or they're very very new. I think in the next within the next six to eight months, when the games that are currently in development 
will have more bells and whistles. And I think that little, that gap between the Pro and the X will widen, definitely. Yeah, I think you're right. What For me, what's attractive about the Pro is I have PlayStation VR as mm. well. And that extra little bit of juice that the Pro has helps maintain a steadier frame rate with ah. PlayStation VR, uh, which helps with immersion immensely. So it's it's a worthwhile console, and the price for the Pro now is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's got. I mean, especially I mean, I remember seeing some of the kind of the bundles in uh, last weekend in Black Friday, and it is. I mean, it's a very good price point. Yeah, uh, and, and I think. That's where it's going to be competitive still. Is It's a cheaper option that's not as powerful, but achieves similar enough results. Yeah. I just think, that, I mean, it was 299 last weekend with, like, a game or two. Um, and obviously I spent £150 more uh, on, on my Xbox. But, um, and it, you know, you could question, well, what am I getting, what am I getting for that £150 difference? Whereas a lot of my, I uh, looked over to my, my kind of my, um, game unit uh, where all my games are and the majority you know there's it's more it's kind of you know 60, 40, 70, 30 kind of play, lean towards PlayStation why wouldn't I have gone that way it's because I just think I'm going to get a bit more out of the Xbox eventually it's got it's more future proof I think with its capability the actual power that's in it and what it can do so I think I, I agree with you I think for, uh, I'm glad you've said that about the VR thing because I've um, it's I'm glad that it's got it's, it does work well for that. I mean, I, I, I'm I am tempted to get VR. Um, I've never actually ever tried VR yet, I, and it's good to know that actually the Pro helps with that because then you know you can you know means any kind of future purchases can be kind of based around it. But um, I mean, I, I've never been a fanboy. I've never been on one side of the fence uh, looking and pointing fingers and fingers in the, in the, at the other side, but. I, I just think that there's a, for me, I'm kind of feeling myself slide to the other side of the counter at the moment. And you do do that when you buy something new, don't you? You know, and you, you're always yeah. going to be the kind of like, well, this is it. And it's the same thing. It's just like, I accidentally bought, well, accidentally, I bought it on purpose. But before I bought my Xbox X, I did buy Assassin's Creed Origins on my place for the PlayStation. But we got it with, with the console at the week, you know, at the weekend. I'm going to be, I'm going to be playing it on, on the Xbox because why wouldn't I? Because I'm going to get that, I'm yeah. going to get that kind of, you know, the, 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 those added bonus. But it's, you know, it's difficult. I mean, I, I see it a lot on Facebook. I see it a lot on kind of forums and things like that. The, you know, the kind of the arguments and the whys and wherefores. But I think it's a really ballsy move by uh, Xbox to do what they've done and to and PlayStation to bring this iter- this kind of mid iteration in to appease a quite a select audience. Of you know, 4K gamers and people that want that, I think it's very brave of them to do that. And I think that is not just a money grabbing because if it was money grabbing, it wouldn't be about having to buy an additional hardware like a TV. It would be something else. Do you know what I mean? It would have been it would have another bells and whistles on it to do something else completely. You know, whether it be have a proper web browser or something like that. So it's like a mini PC type thing or whatever. But the fact that it's actually kind of it's tied to something like that makes it. It's not about the money. Like I mentioned previously, it feels it's, it's about something else. It's offering, it's offering more yeah. options, I think. Do you, would you agree? I do. I do agree. I agree with your um, it's more future-proof. Mm. Just just because it's got a hell of a lot more power. Mm. Um, even just 
when you consider the kind of RAM it's using, the amount of RAM it has, it's uh, it's got a big boost yeah. there. But I'll tell you what, um, mentioning PlayStation VR again, holy fuck, is PlayStation VR incredible. It's so oh. good. And I have the Vive for my PC, and I have the PlayStation VR, and I prefer the PlayStation VR. Really? Because it uses... A better screen in the uh, headset, right? And it's a lighter, more comfortable headset. That's what and I've heard. That I've heard that the actual kind of it fits better and it doesn't feel as clunky. Yeah, and the only thing that lets PlayStation VR down is the motion controls are nowhere near as accurate. I mean, mm. nowhere near. And that's a shame. And that's the thing they need to fix next. But otherwise. It's incredible, and every time I play a PlayStation VR game, every time I play any VR game, I am blown away at how cool VR is. It's a gimmick that has never gone away. It's always mm. impressed me. It's so cool. I played um, Star Trek, uh, whatever it's called, it's ship crazy. captain or whatever. The, 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 the um, lobby or something, crew lobby or something. Yeah, I, like I, I, I played it with Dash the other night, and we did one mission, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking cool. Do you think PlayStation missed a trick then by trying to make... Because obviously using the camera that came with it, you know, the actual PlayStation, rather than coming up with a new motion controller, they used the motion controllers from the PlayStation 3, you know, I don't think they did anything different for the ones they sell now. I think it's practically the same thing. Do you think yeah. they missed, missed a bit of a trick there where they could have maybe just waited and designed some better actual handheld controlling devices that weren't actually initially made for the generation previously? Because it sounds to me that you were saying that the, the, with the Vive being as good as they are, then you know, you do, you've got to lose that immersion if your hands are flaying everywhere and they're not following you correctly. Yeah. Now, now, here's the thing. I think the big trick with using the Move controllers and the and the current PlayStation camera is that probably saved them a hell of a lot of money mm. in uh, developing lighthouses and additional controllers, which in turn saved us, us consumers, a hell of a lot of money on buying the headset. True. I don't think they could have sold it for the price they did if they'd gone for lighthouses and motion controllers that, you know, work properly. <laughs> so so I don't think they missed a trick. I think they were very smart with... They wanted to get it in the living room. And what I think they need to do next is create these lighthouses and these motion controllers yeah, for those that are now, you know, invested in their VR. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. They, they should be, again, yeah, offer, offer a, a particular upgrade or something like that along those lines. So it is a better experience. No, you're right. Because the thing is, is, I mean, how much is VR now? I mean, how much did you pay for yours? You got, I assume you got it at launch as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. I think it was 330 Yeah. I see. You know what? And, and how much was your Vive? Uh, 750 Fuck! I know, fuck, fuck right? I know. <laughs> I just almost... What?! Yeah, it, the Vive is so fucking expensive. Is it still 700 quid? No, it's more like 600 now. <laughs> Holy hell. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And it's amazing 
but man alive is that expensive. That's expensive. And, and also, considering how much I prefer the PlayStation screen in the um, the lenses, mm. I, I, I'm so mad that it costs that much. But then again, the PC experience, because of those uh, Vive controllers, yeah. is... Is like another world, another world of VR, and so it's it's kind of great. It's I'm kind of lucky. The only fucking problem is now, and I'll tell you this: my fucking kick-ass graphics card that I had, um, I had to give to my dad because his graphics card was on the fritz. What? And so I can't use my Vive at the moment because I've taken his graphics card, and I fixed it, and now I'm using it. And it's nowhere near as... And it's, n- it's nowhere near as powerful. <laughs> and it can't run oh. VR. So I need to get... Uh, I wanted to get a new graphics card anyways. And I was going to get a 1080. And then they brought out the 1080 Ti. And so I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll get one of those. But that's like an 800 quid I card. Saying, I just can't... I can't do it. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think I could ever get into PC gaming. Is... A, I find it, the whole thing confusing, and uh, you you know me, Greg. We've tried to we've things we've tried to do on PC previously, and it, I like it just confuses the hell out of me. But I just I just think that <laughs> you know you're talking about mid iterations for consoles. You know, four years it's taken four or five years for them to come up with a a, a new kind of slightly improved model of the uh, Xbox and PlayStation graphics cards come out what every eight months, every year. Yeah, thereabouts and. I don't think they're going to slow down. They should, but they won't. Yeah. So every year there's a there's a new better graphics card, and there'll be a new better bloody blah, and you know I just I I can't afford to get into stuff like that because I know what I'm like with my addictive personality. I'll just end up just chucking all my money into something like that. But you know, good on you though, Greg. Is it um is it the Vive the one that's got the uh, you've got. A several a couple of cameras that you can dot around your room for the kind of spatial awareness, or is that the Oculus? Yeah, no, both of them use um, these lighthouses. Right, called, so they they each have their own. And yeah, I've got mine. They're on. Uh, they're in different corners of my oh, living room. Greg, I can only imagine what your living room looks like. Just, you, just, just right yeah, now. Just, you know, it looks like there's there's so many fucking wires hanging around off the floor and like. Next to devices, it looks a bit of a mess. At the I'm, 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 I'm just look like uh, is it Superman two with uh, what's his name in it, Richard Pryor, where the uh, the computer takes over the woman and just goes just like you know it builds this kind of self aware computer. I imagine with that's what your living room looks like. Lots of tinfoil and wires everywhere. Just uh, yeah, it's not just, far you know, off. Just with a just just sinister overtone. You just feel you, as you enter, you just feel dread. Something's, something's about now, to go wrong. You would, except for I've bought a bunch of toys for my niece oh, uh, for oh. Christmas, and they're in the middle of my living room, which make it look a little less okay, sinister. Good. So you've got, like, you know... <laughs> like, My Little Pony. Barney, and, like, and stuff like that. And Hot Wheels, and you're like, hmm, yeah. Not not quite as sinister well, as, as it, it could, could be, be. Or you could take it the other way around and think, Jesus Christ, that's just a law. People in. It's full <laughs> sense of security, etc., etc. So, yeah, big bag of candy. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, no, I think um, talking quickly again back onto the hardware. I think I think you're right. I think it's very interesting times that we live in. Um, 
I'm very glad that I've made my purchase. And I think once I get a 4K TV uh, in a couple of months' time, I think eventually, because my PlayStation is getting a bit weary, it is getting a bit noisy. I mean, I've I've seen videos about people getting the fans and stuff like that in my view. I, again, I just don't trust myself. Have you ever done anything like that, Greg? Oh yeah, I'm I'm quite a tinkerer. I uh, well, I fixed oh, that yes. graphics card. I took I took it apart. I cleaned it up, and I put it back together. Shit. Um, uh, what I I do soldering and all kinds of oh, weird bullshit. God, Greg, Jesus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I coming back to hardware. I think I probably will upgrade my my PlayStation as well. But you, I I I honestly think Microsoft making their console as powerful as it is now. They've bought themselves another five years in this cycle, at least. I'm not sure whether PlayStation have. I, th- I think Xbox would like to think that's what they've done, but I think PlayStation will do something to, you know, push them into into releasing something quicker. The rumor is the PlayStation Five is next year or the year after. You're joking. I know, which makes you think. I mean, I don't know how realistic that is because, well, even previous generations, you couldn't really guess what was going to happen next no. because every every fucking generation it changes too drastically, and this generation with the iterative consoles as well on top, I couldn't tell you what the fuck's going to happen next. Okay, well, the, the thing is, is I mean, obviously you, you you've probably got a bit more of an idea being a PC gamer because. It is the master race. It does lead the way in um, of, of what is. There's not much more apart from doing exactly what Microsoft have done, and, and with the RAM and the teraflops and all the all that kind of gubbins. There's not much more that they can actually do to improve. You know what? How playing what what playing a console is about, as far as yeah. I'm aware. Do you know, from a very much a layman's perspective. The X is very, very, uh, you can compare it directly almost to a, a PC build. It essentially uses uh, AMD's RX 5, 580, I think it is, graphics card, which is a modern VR-capable card. Um, and then you like 12 gig, 12G DDR5 RAM uh, is insanely good. I'm using... Uh, I've got 32 gig in my PC, but I'm insane. Well, you are mad as a tinkerer, aren't you? Really? Yeah, and it's DDR4. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's it's remarkable how close they are now to PCs in hardware. So the next generation will be essentially a PC, just in a smaller form. Mm. See, I always had the daydream that that they'd have. In, you know where you could actually add things into your console, so you could actually rather than buying a new, you know, you've got the outer shell like you do with your graphics cards, etc., etc., with PCs, but l- less complex. Where the next iteration of say the PlayStation Five will come out and it'll have a, a stud, you know, rival what um, Xbox have done with the X, and it'll probably done a little bit better. But have the option to actually in five years' time actually slot something into this, you know, kind of like you would the. Um, was it the Sega Saturn that had the kind of the disc drive that sat on top? You went from co- that was the Mega, Mega Drive, so you went from the cartridge to actually like a disc. You know, I, I always just think that that that's you know, the only thing you can do to actually keep it kind of going that way because I just can't see how how and what they can do next. I mean, but then again, yeah. you know, what do I know? Do you know what I mean? 
that's that's something you mentioned there, like modulation for these consoles. Something that PlayStation does very well that I wish Microsoft do, did. It's you can change the hard drive, the internal hard drive on a PlayStation, mm. really, really easy, and you can even stick an SSD in there, which improves load times by a significant factor. Yeah. And then there's the the Xbox One X, uh, which has a very modular build, but it's not the easiest thing to get to, and you really need to know what you're doing. And they're using an ordinary hard drive that you just can't quite get to unless you take the whole thing apart. Mm. And if only they allowed you to, you know, whip that out and stick an SSD in there, you'd improve that console by a significant amount in in terms of load times. And what do you, oh. why do you think they do that then, Greg? Why do you think it's it's one it goes that way and not the other way? Like, why? What what's whole, what, what possible reason would Microsoft do? Excuse me, do, uh, do that for? I don't know why they wouldn't make it more modular for the consumer. I haven't got a good answer for you there. Mm, it's strange, isn't it? For the, the reason they don't use an SSD is it's significantly cheaper still to use a hard drive. I didn't know whether it would be something... I mean, again, this is probably completely off off kilt and not actually true whatsoever. But I didn't know whether it's because the manufacturers of the hard drives that you install, whether that would just be giving money in the wrong direction. Do you know like whether PlayStation are okay with it because they they I don't know whether they've got you know affiliations with the kind of the uh, the hard drive manufacturers or whether it's an, you know kind of part of an umbrella corporation or what have you. Whereas because I I've a lot of the tweets that I see from kind of Xbox and Microsoft and kind of the people that are associated, like especially this Black Friday, they they are kind of advertising these external hard drives. I've got I've got one and I know that you've got a massive one. Um, that's what she said. That was that was is that the first knob joke? That's the, that is the first one, which is, is remarkable considering it's, it's us. Recording for an hour and three quarters almost, and that's the first knob. It's the first knob joke in two years, two and a half years. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I I just don't know whether they because they're advertising they they've got more in bed with the external hard drive manufacturers, and therefore they're more. Uh, happy to promote those, um, then you know. I just, it just it does seem weird to me that um, that, that you you know you, one's doing and one's doing the other. Especially when Microsoft seems so open to have cross party games. You know, like when they wanted like Rocket League and what have you and what have you to kind of you be able to play against people on against PC and against PlayStation and Switch etc. But PlayStation won't, and they've already closed their doors to that. So it just seems really strange that it's a really juxtaposed uh, perspectives on why they've done something like along those lines. It's quite strange. Yeah, that's a good call with um, who they're in bed with, because I think Microsoft have some kind of affiliation with mm. Seagate, uh, and they make hard drives. I don't think Seagate make mm. SSDs. So you might be right. That might be the it... reason, which is... Annoying for us. That's the thing, but you've got to you've got to you've got to realize these large organizations, these very large companies that have just got trillions and trillions of money uh, and stock prices that you know, go through the roof and what have you. They they are they have got affiliations left, right, and center. They've got like you know kind of uh, agreements with companies that they've probably had for years and years and years, and and, and obviously constantly. So I, I it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. 
think I would not be surprised if it was suddenly yeah. announced that, yeah, you know, because usually Microsoft buys the companies that it likes. So, do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not afraid to do that. So, oh well. But yeah, you know, the hard, to kind of round up from my perspective, the hardware is it's such a, an interesting t- topic. You could do an entire recording, you could do an entire conversation at the water cooler or the pub or whatever on it because um, there is lots of you know fanboyism and what have you but it's, I just think it's, a, it's such an interesting thing that's happened and I'm yeah I'm in I think it's great yeah yeah I'm really excited to see what happens next and um, yeah we could see something intriguing as early as next year like PlayStation uh, I don't know what's happening next with VR but I'm pretty sure something's going to happen next year because I think we, last time we actually did some sort of recording, Greg, I think we mentioned, it might have been an E3 last year or the year before, um, because we talked about the prospect of VR uh, on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, who companies like Bethesda was in bed with, etc., etc., um, because we'd seen the kind of what they could when they uh, announced uh, Fallout 4 VR. Um and I know, obviously, they've got the augmented reality. They've got the the visor thing, the uh, Hololens. Um, so I, I, I think they've got. I think Microsoft's got a couple of cards up its sleeve as well regarding these. And I think the reason, one of the key reasons they've probably made this machine as ridiculously powerful as actually is, is they'll eventually want to kind of get this stuff involved in as well. They're not going to want to miss a trick. It's like you said, VR is a bit of a, a bit of a not a fad. What did you? I don't know what word you use now, but. It is uh, as a gimmick, uh, you know. It is a gimmick that you that you continue to enjoy. It is a gimmick, but it, it's not going anywhere. No, I I feel as though it's not going anywhere, or at least not yet. I'm really hoping next year's going to be a, another big push, and we'll see more titles, headsets, technologies. I think it, I just I don't think it can go. I don't think it can go anywhere because I just think. VR has so much ridiculous pop, uh, uh, possibilities, and when you've got companies like Facebook, you know, buying the uh, the Rift and what have you, for, for educational purposes, ex- communication purposes, and stuff like that, people, you know, and PlayStation are on it are on the bandwagon. Microsoft can't be that far behind. I'm yeah, and the thing with VR is it's just so fucking cool. It's unbelievable. You gotta try it. I, Go to a store, love... try it. It's so fucking mind blowing. <laughs> the only VR, the only VR thing I've ever done um, was, and I found that I found that disorientating but fun was the very simple, you know, the um, uh, Samsung Gear. Yeah. You know, the phone that you slot into the visor kind of thing like that. I've had a, a quick go of, of one of those for about you know 20 minutes, half an hour. And that I found that so immersive. And that is like the lowest end of the tier. Do you know what I mean? It really is. So I, I, I would love to have a go in an actual proper VR. Um, I, I think I might be the one that kind of, you know, the people that get a little bit sick. Yeah. Get a little bit of motion sickness. I think I might be. I might suffer from a little bit of that because I used to really suffer with uh, motion sickness, car sickness when I was a kid. Like ridiculous. Like getting the car go three meters and be sick. Oh yeah. So I, it's pretty. So I think, it's it, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like a fifty-fifty with VR, mm. which is a bit of a shame. Also, I hear it um, affects women worse than it does well, I'm men. Well, definitely screwed then. And um, I someone did a study into it, and I, I can't remember what the deal was, but the way 
we get sick with motion sickness as men is different to the way women get motion sickness. All right. And they have developed VR headsets in a way that makes women more motion sickness than men because, of course, they did. (laughs) Yeah. How cruel. Yeah. It's just like, oh, man. So Mm. it's an interesting factoid, but it's... Like that's fifty percent of the population kind of like out already, so they they need they need to fix that. <laughs> I'm worried about the day when we we suddenly hear that one half of the population is is bigger than the other. You know when because they always say that it's fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. It, but in I, reality, I'm, I'm scared. I wonder what it is. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Because I don't actually think it is. I think you know, I, th- I it's definitely it's got to lean more in one one way than the other. I like to when they I, I like to think it either is or that there are more women because it means that I have a higher chance of meeting one that might actually like me. <laughs> yeah. You, there is, there is God's rich tapestries out there waiting for 3. you. 3.5 billion is, is, yeah. is a nice number to stack and against it, one. And there's got to be one that's at least blind, deaf, no sense of smell that, you know, likes video games. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just joking. I think, I think, yeah. When we, when they release that news and it says actually, there's seventy percent of the population of the world is women. I'm gonna gonna panic a little bit. I think that if it was seventy either way, that would be gobsmacking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just be insane. Anyway, I digress, and I'm I, I, we're talking crap. What's we are? Yeah, a little sorry bit. about that. Um, it's this bloody tonic and tequila. Mix is actually quite potent. Um, what's next on the agenda then, Greg? Because the thing is, it's been it's been a, a good year for gaming, but it's been a bad year for gaming. What's your ta- what's your yeah. take on this whole uh, microtransaction stuff that's going on at the moment, Greg? Because I think that, oh yeah, I think, I think it's. Um, because uh, I've seen a news report today, and I don't know how accurate it is, but apparently EA's uh, share price has fallen three billion dollars because of the whole yeah. uh, Battlefront uh, Two saga. Is that even possible? I mean, I, I read I, that, and I, like, sure, I like, I that, and I was like, I was like, I read that, and I was like, three billion. If it is, if it is true, and you know, from how people are talking about their buying habits when it comes to Battlefront 2. It sounds like people really are voting with their wallet in this case. Mm. And that's really good to see because it's the only way people take notice. I think it's because it's been a bit of a slippery uh, slope. I think, I mean, not to kind of regurgitate what a lot of people, you know, kind of have said and what have you, is is, pass off as my own ideas, but it's... these publishers have been looking for ways how to get more money out of us for years. And it all started with DLC, expansion packs, DLC, it all started with it, and then season passes and stuff like that. And now it has come to where loop... I mean, because it has ruined games in the past and ruined franchises in the past. The first time I actually really kind of recognised this was uh, Dead Space 3. When when oh, they, yeah. you get to you you could buy guns and and um, add-ons for your guns and things like that, which would make them your guns better because the base guns in the game, you know, take where you shred the uh, the limbs off the uh, aliens about the were terrible, and it 
it really, you know, I think I only played about a quarter of that game, and it, it really did feel like everything was behind a paywall. But oh, that was EA again, exactly. As well. Yeah. So um, I think um, they're, they're incredibly greedy. I think if they were, I, for me personally, I would rather than. I don't mind microtransactions in games. I don't mind, you know, say like say Destiny, for example, where you could buy silver. I think is the currency. And you can buy emotes and shaders and uh, skins for your guns and things like that. Because you know, that's just cosmetic stuff. And it doesn't really change anything. But if if you could buy exotics or legendary weapons in that game with silver, then there's absolutely no point in having that game. And you'd be, you know, it'd mm. be absolutely ridiculous. So I don't, don't mind it, but I think I think it seems to me that the you know wasn't it uh, two three years ago where EA was uh, voted the most the worst company in the world? Well, they were actually yeah. kind of proving a bit of a point on it this year with what they've done. But then again, I think Warner Brothers has made a, a massive fuck up with um, um, Shadow of War as well because that has got the same kind of kind of pay to win mentality in that as well, where you can buy orcs and kind of upgrades and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think when it's badly implemented, like it is in Battlefront and like it kind of is with Shadow of War, it's, it's bad and it, it ruins the game. But when they're implemented microtransactions for cosmetic stuff, I think that's fine. And also, loot boxes... I actually enjoy it. I think they're quite yeah. fun. There's something about the, the mystery there that it's very like Magic the Gathering yeah. for me. Yeah. It's like buying a booster pack. And I'm totally okay with people charging for these loot boxes and when they're not cosmetic and that fits with the kind of game it is, like a Magic the Gathering digital game. It It would be ridiculous if in real life you could buy booster packs... <laughs> And in the digital version, you couldn't because people got angry yeah. at it. it. It shouldn't be like that. So it, it can work in games and it can be fun. It just it needs to be implemented correctly. And I think EA have made a huge fuck up. And seeing that people aren't buying their game and that their stock has has gone down like that is great because it it's the lesson they need to, you know... Yeah. Do it better because it's, next it's, time. it's the only way that a company as big as EA and as influential as they are will actually learn a lesson. When it actually, you know, you, you, that's how you teach a, you know, bullies a lesson. You you, you kind of stand up to them and you hit them where it hurts, kind of thing. And the the, the deepest pain they'll feel is in their wallets. I think um, they they yeah. They, they, for me, I think the perfect balance in a game regarding my tra- uh, transactions and the kind of um, uh, the loot box kind of system. It's something like FIFA, where you have you know you can get that ultimate team, and you can pay for players or like random. You can pay for cards that give you random players or particular uh, attributes that you can apply to kind of your team or your things. I I believe that that's what it is. I've, I've never really got into it myself, but that's completely optional in a completely different game mode. So you, yeah, and that that's where it works, where it's fine, where that's where EA can make tons of money from the whales that love mm. to buy that kind of stuff. And people can just have fun unlocking the ones they get through general mm. play. And and that's fine, because that is very much uh, like Magic the Gathering or similar, like 
collectible yeah. card game. I think you just keep it keep it separate and let it be a different game mode. And you don't you, if you don't want to see it, you don't see it. I one of the worst things that get, it gets me is, is, and I think it hits home to a lot more people. You know, they kind of this is why it kind of kicks off and makes people as angry as it does. Is it's like when you've got your, your mobile phone and you download a, you download a, a game. Uh, and it says it's free. It says, but there's in-game purchases, and most of the time I just think hey, that's all right, fine. I just won't, I won't buy them. I'll just play it because, you know, I need something to, to keep me entertained while I'm on the bus or what have you. Um, but then you've got adverts constantly popping up. I was playing. I downloaded uh, um, Peggle Blast on my phone uh, a couple of months a couple of months back. Uh, free game. Said it was in-game purchases. I think it said, but I can't quite remember. But you. you Halfway through a game, halfway through an actual kind of match, you got adverts popping up, and I think it's that similar kind of monetarization where it's in your face. This constant pushing is if you can put it somewhere else, and if the people that are have that addictive personality, they want to, you know, kind of play those games where you, where you, you know, you can do that type of thing. Put it somewhere else, they can play it. Keep the people that paid, you know, forty five, fifty quid for their game. And they just want to play the base game. Keep 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 it separate, and then and everybody will be happy. And it, the thing is with EA and and with, with the the Star Wars game is is that they just continuously keep on shooting themselves in the foot as well. They keep releasing press releases, and then get improved wrong like two or three days later that they just you know they, they can't hold together a pack of lies. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like they reduce the price yeah. of the heroes. But they also reduced the amount of points mm. that you receive. So actually, the hero's price in relation to the economy that they'd set up yeah, exactly. was you... exactly the same. It's like you fucks. Do you think we're stupid? I don't think EA? they realise. I mean, the thing is, as well, is that they they know that they've got a you know video games is a huge market, but I don't think they realise, which is just stupid, that we're not like you just said, Greg. We're not idiots. So you know their target audience are people that do research. There's people that are academically, uh, you know, do do really well, and therefore they're not just mindless mums at home, you know, on Farmville or whatever it was called. You know what I mean? Where they would pump money into a game because they don't really know any better. You know, you, you, Star Wars. I mean, especially Star Wars. Star Wars fans are obsessive. And, you know, I'm sure there's a couple of Reddit posts where people have actually kind of tested out what the kind of the, you know, the XP that you get to, to, to unlock these heroes. Do they not think that people would do something like this? Actually, oh, it makes my arse laugh, honestly. It's just I just don't understand it. Yeah. And also when they're doing it to a, um, a property that's not mm. theirs, that they're licensing, that's, do, that's imagine, daft. Imagine so, the uh, phone dodgy. call that Disney gave EA. Like last week or the week before, then or something like that. And imagine being a fly on the wall, yeah. Into, you know, from one CEO or from one you know supervising director of entertainment to another, or what have you. I bet they got their arse handed to them. Like, what is this? Like, especially because I mean, like, I've been, I don't know if I've got this correct, but they've, they've announced that they, obviously the Star Wars has obviously got the, the, the new game, movie coming out next month. There's another one in the trilogy after that. They're doing the, the kind of the backstory to Han, but then they're doing another. Then Disney will not let go of this, and they will be expecting to take Star Wars for the next ten, twenty years at least to make as much money out of it because they spent billions on acquiring it. So you ru- ruining the reputation 
you know, half the people that go to the cinema to go and watch Star Wars will be gamers in some particular way or have an understanding of the gaming culture. And if they hear that it's getting poo-pooed, Disney will be f- feeling possibly that, well, is this going to affect our sales of our ticket prices in some way? Somebody's going to associate Star Wars with being a rip-off. And the, uh, you, you cannot, the worst thing you can do is fuck up a brand as big as this. So they, th- that phone call would have been fucking hellfire, I would imagine. I would imagine you're right. The, uh, the value mm. of the IP to Disney is so important that they would absolutely be protecting it. Oh, yeah, they, it. They, they, they'd, kick, they'd so, kick babies in the face to yeah. keep that kind of stuff as as um, pure and as, as um, kind of... Um, geek-like as possible, you know, because of the, the following, because of what they've got, you know, they've spent a hell of a lot of money. I mean, the fact that, you know, they've got this, they've got all the Marvel stuff and whatever, you know, they spend billions each year to keep, to keep people interested in marketing and stuff like that. And then for EA to go and fuck it up, it, or oh, the heads, they, I, they've not announced anything yet, but I guarantee that the, the, quite a lot of people got fired. I, I wonder what, has happened because I know publicly Disney have said, "Oh yeah, we're we're backing EA as and they, they should do whatever the fuck they want." But yeah, oh, it makes you wonder what happened behind the scenes. Oh, we'll find out. You know how um when Mass Effect uh, Andromeda came oh. out, and then a few months later, all the information about it came out, and you know came you that window into why it turned out not to be so great. I wonder if like. Just after Christmas, we might hear the story of EA and Star Probably. Wars. Oh, don't you brought up Mass Effect Four, Greg? What that, I could cry thinking about that game. Thing is, though, I enjoyed it still, but it had uh, some really horrible problems. It had some terrible with, problems. with not just with animation, but with the writing and with the storytelling. It was the storytelling. It was the story. I enjoyed a lot of the kind of mechanics, the on the on planet mechanics and stuff like that. I enjoyed the kind of uh, the mobility that you had and the, the you know the kind of vehicles you could use and stuff like that, but it was almost like they just fast forwarded a year and forgot to put a story in. They they were setting up the um, new galaxy in the first like half of the game. I was like, yep, this feels like the first Mass Effect. They're setting up a lot of story content, yeah. and and this could be great. And then you see these opportunities sometimes literally fly past your ship and you're like why the fuck wasn't that mentioned or why isn't there a mission there why isn't this a story uh point yeah i just i could Uh, i was flabbergasted uh, i don't i don't want to get into any don't because i'm not there's so many there's so many like massive opportunities that it's utterly it's utterly weird and I can't even fathom yeah. why they would make the decisions they made. I, I think I got a, I think I got about halfway through, and I was enjoying it. I I believe I was enjoying it, but I just knew that the story was going to let me down in areas. I could feel it taking place. It wasn't. I just I don't know what it was. I think they 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 just yeah you're right. I think the first half of the game they could they were setting out a story and setting out a universe that you could really. You'd hope that you get immersed in it and actually cared about, but I just found the whole arc stuff. 
I couldn't get over that there was obviously they'd separated the races they'd all come over in a different arc to my view yet the human arc had every single race on it and and they did that because they had to have one and it just really annoyed me and I'm not being stupid about this but it annoyed me that every single one of the senior officers on your arc was one of one of the other races it's like well we've got to get a Krogan in and we've got to put over you know uh, uh, it's just like no no, you, you, I'm not trying to be like racist or anything, but that, no, but it doesn't fit in with the story that you're, you've put out in front of me. So why on earth have you done this? It, 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 and from there, I just couldn't let certain story aspects go, and I and I struggled with it. But I mean, it, I've still I'm still to complete it, and it's something that I do want to go back to because I did enjoy it. But oh, that was a disappointment for me this year. So you know, go along with a kind of let's end on a downer, why don't we? But bloody hell, fire. Hmm. Yeah, I. Oh, there were some things they did right, like the combat was oh, very combat. good. Once you got a hold, once you got an understanding and a hold of the combat, it was great. Just, just yeah, mm. and and the mystery of um, of some of the races and some of the tech that you uncover is very cool, and it feels a bit like a callback to to the mm, first Mass mm. Effect. But yeah, then there's the massive plot holes. There's there's this lack of unity which totally doesn't no. fit with all the bullshit they had to go through in the first three games which should have unified the their galaxy on an unprecedented level and it's fine that some of your crew you know this crew that you can assemble i just found some of those characters really fucking annoying yeah some of them were very shallow yeah. as well and cliched yeah. and it's just like you've you know you've you've been so many years in development for this game I know they lost like a couple of the key writers and things like that, but you just like you, oh. they lost uh, their directors yeah. as well, the CEO. It's just like oh, and it's such a shame because I I loved the first three. I loved every single one of them for different for all three games for different reasons. You know, they they all did something different for me, and the, but yet it felt great playing them. And the sooner they bring out like. New, you know, remastered versions of all three games, the better. And I think if they do that, and that, and those, those remasters do well and they sell well, then we might get a fifth game. But until then, the the you know the fact that he went the, the actual Andromeda went onto EA Access as, as quick as it did, you know, it, it, it speaks yeah. volumes, doesn't it? Really. I I still think if you haven't played it out there, people. You oh, should yeah, yeah. through EA Access just to understand and appreciate how close it was it was to being great, and still yet how far it was. To yeah, be exactly. How, you know, you had, it almost gets it, it gets you in your hand, but then you slip. You kind of it just slip the kind of story and the kind of oomph that you're looking for kind of slips through the fingers. It's, it's crackers. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, such a such a letdown. Yeah. What other game let you down? Very briefly, because I'm, I'm very aware of time. But what is any of the games that really let you down this year? Because that that was my key one. I don't know. Cause I can't really recall anything that truly let me down. Um... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I because mean, the thing yeah. is, you, I think as as people that play video games, especially for yourself who kind of reviews video games. Um, you pick and you can pick and choose the ones that you 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 want to avoid. Um, whereas back in the day, back in the days of buddy Speckies and Atari STs and stuff like that, you just kind of you got what you were given, kind of thing, and you had to play it. And if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Yeah, it was, it was a little, 
I tell you, I've I've just thought of one. Uh, I haven't played it, and uh, I want to, but I don't know if I I'm going to be able to because of how broken it apparently is, and that's Constructor HD. Oh, okay. I I had the original on PlayStation One. And I loved it, and it was so <laughs> cool. It was a very cool. Um, it was a management game, a city building management game. I remember the box art. It had, yeah, it had a, a very cool, um, uh, like identity to it. With like it was with the mobsters and and these like really shitty neighbors and stuff they had to deal with and kind of set up the neighborhoods it was it was clever and um it was unique and they've been trying to get this hd remake out for years and it finally came out only like a month or two ago and from all accounts it's completely broken it crashes all the time oh. and it, it's just so heartbreaking Aww. a game that I loved that I would love to play again and I, I can't because it's broken and they're not fixing it oh, that's heartbreaking it's, it's just heart- it's horrible it was, yeah, it was on sale for uh, I think it was 15 quid during Black Friday and I got so close to picking it up but I've spoken to AD who reviewed it at Tix and I've spoken to some other people and I've read reviews and articles and um, even the little reviews that people write on Xbox and everyone says the same thing. It's completely broken oh. and there's no there's no support. Oh fuck. So I I just I can't believe it's it past certification if it's as broken as it is it sounds like a fucking broken steam game or something like that doesn't it it sounds like something's just gone got released and a game off of the android phone or something like that where there's just no hardly ever governance whatsoever but oh man yeah so i i'm very disappointed and a little upset because i really would i'd love to go back to that game oh great all right well I might, I might just pick up the PlayStation 1 one. Yeah, there you go. And just think another 100 hours into that. God, it took a whole memory card to save that game. Shit. <laughs> memory cards. Oh, let's not, get, let's not go down memory lane, shall we not? <laughs> okay. So, no, all right. That's cool, Greg. Well, you know, it's a, a year of highs and lows. Um, but I've I really enjoyed some of the games. It's been a really good get, uh, year for video games, I think, this year. I mean, I'm still, I'm, st- I am still playing games from last year. I've not even, I've still got games to play like Doom and stuff like that. In my view, I've still got loads of good games to pu- to play this year um, that have come out, and I think yeah. it's fantastic. If only, if only next year would be as good as this year, that that'll do me. Yeah, I'm already very much looking forward to E3 next year. I love E3, and I cannot wait. And it's like six months away, and it's tearing oh, me apart. Oh yeah, it's terrible <laughs> Right no, so I think I think that's me done, Greg. I'm, I think I'm baked. Yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll call it a a day there or a year. I'm saying say, <laughs> let's not leave it another two and a half years, two years. Okay, so next recording, Greg. Yeah. Please, I've been I've been calling, yeah, is... I've been leaving messages, and you only just come back to me. Yeah, well, you broke my heart well, last time, dude. It took a while. I did. <laughs> 
it was um, yeah. So the, the plan behind this little podcast, this little podcast, this two-hour-long yeah. rant, was uh, a state of the industry where we, we take a look at what's happened. So uh, hopefully we've done that for you and uh, got you thinking, and we'll, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, hopefully as soon as possible. Right, Greg, it's always a pleasure, never a chore. Indeed. <laughs> A, uh, a friend of a friend, I'm not going to go into uh, details, and it actually is a friend of a friend, I'm not talking about me. Um, <laughs> he's he's uh, he's addicted to strip clubs, and um, he goes to one in Skegness all the time. What's it called? Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not, what's it called now? I think it's called Players or something like that, I think it's called. It's a, apparent, I've never been, but apparently it's horrible, but like lap dancers are £10. And he'll go in, and he's got just a normal job, but like he'll go for the weekend, and he'll be in that one place for like twelve hours at a time. And Jesus. he's just he's just addicted to it, and he's just like, because I mean, have you ever been to a strip club, Greg? No, uh, here's here's the reason why, right? I don't go a ba- I don't go to a bakery to smell the cake. Yeah, it's, it's, so yes. why would I go to a strip club to not have sex? It's I've been before. I've been on like stag do's and things like that, and you are. You've hit the nail on the head. It is just, it's its horrid to think that these people are pretending to be uh, attracted to you, so you'll give them money, so they wave their boobs in your face, but you're not allowed to touch them or sniff them or lick them or anything. Uh, and and also, it's just mega expensive inside, like really. And all the bouncers that work in strip clubs are just massive, massive cocks. Like, they've just got an attitude problem. But, the, yeah, so it, it, the thing is, is, he must be spending hundreds of pounds in this place every weekend. And that's the same thing. Like, I suppose in a way, if it's his disposable income, we'd all want to be doing something with it, but there's better things to be doing than a fucking wanky, dirty, sticky strip club in Skagness. Jesus Christ. Imagine all the video games he could buy. Well, exactly. Just, you know, I, I've gone through... I've got, I've been trying to be really sensible with video games in the last kind of year or so. I've tried to be like, right, no, not allowed to buy a new one until you've completed another, blah, blah, blah. But with just that, that wanton kind of disregard, I could have I could have been... I could have been elbow deep in fucking video games. Yeah. Lost a track, you know, kind of quagmiring it up kind of thing, just not knowing what's, you know, what to go for next, playing 20 minutes of everything, half an hour of everything. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, but uh, yeah, no, you don't. You never want to go to a strip club, Greg. I would, I would strongly, I wouldn't advise it. It's so much so that I think I the last time that I, the, I uh, when I got married uh, a month or so ago, I went on my, I arranged my stag do. I arranged it myself because I couldn't trust any of my friends not to make me go to a strip club. <laughs> yeah, and I fucking hate the places so much. They're just so cringy. You just feel, and it, 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 for me, the worst thing about it is the girls that just want to talk to you and because they want your money. It's just, it's like it's like a really strange kind of begging, but with boobs. 
it's it's really weird. So yeah, when I arranged my stag do, I just made sure I made sure there was, there was absolutely no chance whatsoever. It was actually a, a music festival, so there's absolutely no way they could get a, a prostitute in there or a stripper uh, yeah. or a dwarf because that's what they threatened as well that they were going to chain me to a dwarf. Oh my god! Can you imagine that though. You can rent dwarfs. Did you know that? I didn't. I I've I've heard of similar things, but I didn't. I didn't know for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can rent dwarves, and they're basically you can rent them for like a day or a weekend and what have you. And the, like within reason, you can do what you want with that dwarf on like for stag do's and stuff. So they Jesus. would like they were sending me web- websites and like it's kind of like you get you got like they've got like profile pictures and stuff like that on particular websites, so you can actually pick out the dwarf that you want. It's fucking weird. That is weird. I mean, I'm a fucked up kind of guy, and that seems just a bit too odd. Yeah, and like mean yeah what is it it's kind of like i just think it's just it makes me think of kind of like slave labor and you know i mean this is not right it's just people forced into kind of you know uh work that they do not have to do imagine having just you know all the work you can get is based on a a, on your size or you know it's just so weird and i just i mm, yeah, that's if, medieval jester kind exactly, of territory exactly and what i'm with the guy what if he's got bad breath and you've got him all day that's handcuffed to you you fucked. 